Slow Burn Media and Bill Huffman present Who Killed, a podcast that provides a voice for the voiceless. Hello and welcome to what would have been episode 80 of Who Killed. I'm your host, Bill Huffman, and this is a Slow Burn Media production. Some of you may have expected to hear part two of the Christine Diefenbach case, but for some reason and unforeseen circumstances, I had to shelve this week's episode. But I will give you a rundown of what we discussed in part one. Christine was given four quarters to go to the newsstand on the corner and buy a gallon of milk as well as a newspaper. This was around 7.30 a.m. on February 7th, 1988. Now, Christine did have to walk five blocks to the newsstand, which was on the corner of Lefferts Boulevard. And again, this is in Queens, New York. Before Christine left, she did tell her father that she was leaving, and apparently he had fallen back asleep. When she didn't return home, just like any parent, her dad panicked, and he began driving around the neighborhood in search for his daughter. And as if it were seen from a horror movie, he came across a number of police vehicles gathered together. He knew the sign was an ominous one. As they were located on 89th Avenue, just around the corner from his house, and near steps that led up to the Long Island Railroad tracks. As we mentioned in the first episode, Christine's body was discovered by two men, a 23-year-old and a 50-year-old man. The body was located at the top of the wooden stairs that did lead up to the Long Island Railroad, And the area where Christine was found was actually a common shortcut and was widely used by a number of people. Now, the reports do state that it is believed that Christine's murder was a sexual act, but there was no evidence of rape, although she was found with her jeans around her ankles. Now, according to the medical examiner's office, spokeswoman Ellen Borkove, Christine's cause of death was, quote, crushing injuries of the skull and extensive lacerations of the brain. She had numerous cuts on her face and her throat. And according to the website defrostingcoldcases.com, which I will read verbatim here, in 1989, the police received an anonymous phone call that was made from Glenn's Tavern, located just a few blocks from the railroad tracks, and the spot where Christine's body was found. The caller mentioned a conversation he had with another person in the bar about a year before the call. So, 1988 this would have been. The other person was known as Tennessee. The caller said he, quote, fucked up a young girl on the railroad tracks and thought he may have killed her. The caller also said that, quote, Tennessee had been at the railroad tracks with a friend at the time of the attack. Tennessee was a local man with a history of violence, but... When asked, he claimed to have an alibi for the Diefenbach murder. DefrostingColdCases.com goes on to say that the police did track down Tennessee and the friend and that they did collect DNA samples from the both of them. Now, they wanted to know if there was a match between these two and the evidence that was actually found on Christine's body. Unfortunately, nothing came from this and Christine's case has remained unsolved for more than 30 years. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like 
narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts. So here we are, 2020, and Christine's case is, again, unsolved. So podcasts such as this one are just one important way to keep the lesser-known cases in the spotlight. And it is always the goal to shine a light on cases where people have been forgotten or the facts or the victim have been lost in time. Who Killed and My Passion Case are both shows that strive to keep the eye on the victim. It is also important for the investigators and police departments to embrace this sort of free publicity. Nothing is being said out of school, and the goal is to only aid in keeping the victim's name in the media. I hope going forward that these departments who turn their back on publicity look as if they are using every outlet available. Because as taxpayers, we have the right to expect all avenues will be used when trying to solve the most heinous crimes someone can commit. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this mini-episode, I had a more detailed show prepared, but it was forced to the shelf. If you would like to learn more about Christine's case, check out defrostingcoldcases.com. They are really a great website and have a lot of information on this case. Or you can also just Google Christine Diefenbach and there are plenty of stories about her case. Now, if you have any information about Christine, I would recommend you contact the NYPD. We'll provide a phone number in the show notes. I would also like to thank everyone who has taken the time out of their day to help build our show's audience. As a reminder, I do drop new episodes of Who Killed every Friday, and that is wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now, I would recommend that you check out CrimeCon. 2020 in Orlando, but I am not sure exactly where things are going as far as the pandemic goes, because the new dates are October 30th through November 1st, but I'm not sure if that will happen. So if it does, I will be on Podcast Row, and I will be happy to meet the fans. So again, those new dates are October 30th through November 1st. And if you want to save on a ticket, you can use my promo code AMY2020. Now, if you enjoy this podcast and my other shows, you can help support my journalism by clicking on the donate button on the left-hand side of slowburnmedia.com. That is slow minus the W. You can also contribute to the show via the Venmo app with my username at bill-huffman-3. And you can also donate via PayPal with my email address, billhuffman123 at yahoo.com. And really, every contribution does help keep these slow burn podcasts on the air. And again, you can also help support the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your shows. And again, these five stars, along with the episodes, keep these cases in the spotlight. I will be dropping, again, new episodes every Friday. But if you have any information regarding on any of the unsolved cases that I've covered, I would hope that you would contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. You can also submit a tip anonymously via Crime Stoppers. 
If you'd like to stay up to date on the cases I have covered, as well as the new shows I have in the pipeline, please follow me on Twitter at BillHuffman3. Again, if you have any information about Christine and Diefenbach's case, please call the NYPD Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, please be healthy and stay safe. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.